as you hold your Bible in your hand. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Hebrew tells us your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, that it divides, it cuts, it corrects, it cleanses us. It gives the course of life. And we thank you for your word. And God, we believe that from Genesis to Revelation, it is your will that you reveal to us. Areas where we struggle with your word, we pray there is freedom today. We pray you give us clarity of thought, clarity of mind. We pray, God, that we will preach your word as you reveal it to us. So we honor, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited to share with you um, just a, a word of direction. Someone shout direction. A word of direction. If you are a disciple of Christ, you need direction. And that all begins with you making, ready for this, a decision to follow Jesus. That is so important. I think you just need to to celebrate that win. That you made a decision by the Holy Spirit pulling on you. And you decided to surrender and just let the Holy Spirit have its way in your life. Can you just clap your hands for that? Come on. That's just, that's just, that's an amazing thing. And so because you made a decision, you are a disciple of Jesus. You are a disciple of Jesus. And as a disciple of Jesus, what I want you to know is that God has direction for your life. He really does. He has direction for your life and he has direction for us corporally. And one of the means of that is that he gives you gifted leaders, pastors, evangelists, teachers, prophets, apostles. He gives us those according to Ephesians. That we may do the work of ministry. And so one of the great things that you must always desire is to be given direction. Is to be given direction for where you you want to go. So somebody say direction. Yeah, God wants to give you direction. And so part of that is really understand the power of vision. The power of vision. Uh, For the sake of time, I won't repeat what I was sharing about what a true vision is. But as I studied the scripture, I realized that vision is so much bigger than just what we can naturally look at. But yet, the natural eyes are vital. They're part of God's creation. And as I've been studying how God created the eye, I'm seeing so much revelation in it. That is just amazing. I want to remind you before we go to our text in Exodus chapter 14 verse 15. I want to remind you that it is vital that you understand that your eyes have been given to you for your ability to look at things, what we call sight. Your eyes have been given to you by the creation of God, so you have the ability for sight. Again, I don't mean to keep doing this, but I'm not going to apologize for giving God praise. Can we just praise God for giving us sight? Amen. That in your mother's womb, miraculously, the sharp hand of God just opened up a portion of your eyes and just opened up and you see the miracle of vision. So powerful. So powerful. But what God wants for his church in terms of direction is not just our ability to look because many are looking and still being deceived. It's like the enemy plays magic. He's, he's a trickster. He's, the Bible calls him a tempter. He, 
He plays tricks on you. He makes what is destructive looks delightful. And so if you just look with the ability, you may find things that are attractive but not anointed. Come on, somebody. All right. And so what he wants us to understand is that he gives us direction. So, so what we must be praying for in this season, as we hear of wars and rumors of wars, Jesus said, Jesus, not the media. Jesus says this. See that you are not alarmed. Oh. He didn't say what you're looking at is not real. He didn't say. He says there will be wars and there will be rumors of wars and nations will rise against nations. So when you look at things, you're seeing a fulfillment of what Jesus said. So when we hear of these things and and people raise up prophetically, let's not be deceived because not every voice is God's voice. There's propaganda. Come on. And things that are being sent to the world. But the church should not be people without direction. Am I talking to somebody? So, so, so that's on a global level. Let me bring it down to your life. What are you looking at? Well, let me ask you, what are you seeing God doing? And so those things are competing with each other. And one of the greatest places we see this happen is, is your exodus out of Egypt. Believe it or not, God wants you to come out of Egypt. Not necessarily the physical Egypt, but Egypt representing the house of slavery, the house of sin. What it represents. And, and throughout this message, I'm going to describe for you what it looks like when someone comes out of Egypt but don't see God. And so there are people that are, that are coming to the church, but no one's ever told them how to see God. They've come out of Egypt, and instead of giving them direction, we have coddled them to stay stagnant. And so in this Exodus account, we see this. The Exodus account, we, we look at this. And so, and so what we're going to talk about this morning is, is not just the, the eyes that see based on authority. We're going to actually know how to go forward. And so in Exodus chapter 14, verse 15, everyone must study this particular event because the Bible speaks of it. It's called the crossing over the Red Sea. It is your exodus out of Egypt. And I'm here to tell you that I believe strongly that many of us, we're not even at the promised land yet. That we've never fully understood baptism. Oh, my goodness. And so people have, have, have given their heart to Jesus, but because we don't understand baptism, if you look at the text, nobody waited to be baptized. What we have done is when people give their heart to Jesus, we don't think the power of the Holy Spirit is enough to transform them, that we want to wait, and we're not giving them the power of that. Oh, my God. Book of Acts, read it. And so what has happened, I told you, people have come to church and the culture has so inundated the church that we now create something that whether it goes against the scriptures or not, we justify it. Why? Because we don't know how to go forward. And we have a, we, we have a world that's saying, where are you going? And we're like, we have no idea. So let's just have church. Let's just create the best environment. The most attractive environment. Let's just be a club. Come on, this is good teaching. 
This is good teaching. And so what he wants you to understand is this concept. Someone say, go forward. Go forward is a power of vision. It's a word of, of direction. And so here it is now in verse 15 of Exodus chapter 14. Let me ask you a question. Who is speaking right now? The Lord is speaking. This is not Moses giving instructions now. This is the Lord speaking. The Lord said to Moses, or we can say the Lord said to the gathering place. Why do you cry to me? What? Don't you see God? What's going on? Moses was saying, not just about the army that's about to come or the army that is near. He's saying, don't you see what they're saying to me, God? And God responds to him, why are you crying to me like you have no direction? I told you, go forward. But there's obstacle. I didn't say for you to look at the obstacles. I said for you to go forward. And that's direction. But as we look and we talk about this concept called the optics, you're going to see how the enemy will paint a picture so that we're discouraged. But God says, I want you to see his vision of glory. Mm, That is so good. That is so good. Why do you cry to me? He says, tell the people of Israel to go forward. I love that. What a great instruction. As I mentioned earlier, I was talking to you about the concept of the eye. And so one of the things which I read, which was amazing, was this. The eyes are a doorway to the mind. That's a quote. The eyes are a doorway to the mind. And whatever one's mind continually thinks upon, a person will eventually do. That's good right there. That's great parenting right there. What are your kids looking at? What are you looking at? What's the dominant thing that you're looking at? And I'm not talking even physical. I'm also talking from the perspective of your imagination. The event that's happening in your life that constantly occupies your time so you're stuck and you can't go forward. That's a good thing right there. And so what happens is, is that while you're trying to change your thinking, you got to change what you're looking at. You have to do that. You got to look at that. And so, and so we see this fleshed out in, in, in this weekend. I, I was all over the place. I was, I was in uh, California and, and the three hours difference. And then I was in Arizona and then I came home and then I had to go back to, to Virginia for, for a college visit for my youngest daughter. Where is time gone? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm actually at a college visit um, for my youngest. Uh, it's just amazing. An amazing season. And so one of the things that, that, that I looked at, and, and just to let you know, the reason why I enjoy shopping is because I like to look at the marketing. Amen. And I like to get items to tell the church, if you so happen to be led by the Holy Spirit, with direction, um, you can get it for me, right? Um, for, my, for my birthday, I was, I was with the host family, and, and the guy, he, like the husband's like, I don't like selling my birthday. But his wife does, and she does a whole month. And I'm like, well, I do it too. You know what I mean? I just think, I just think I celebrate the whole month. I mean, what if somebody missed your actual day? You can't rob them of not celebrating two weeks after. Stop being so selfish. My goodness. So it's amazing. And so we're, we're there, and I'm looking at things. And, and so, you know, we're in Virginia, and, and we go visit this campus. And so there should be a picture that comes up of, of, of Greg uh, and, and so there's this, there's this um, 
there's a sign uh, that, that represents the marketing of the church. And, and, so, and so every time we were going from the dorms to, to the Student Life Center, this image will continually be there. And it was this image, and, and if you can't necessarily see it, but it says, build forward. It says, build forward. And I said, Greg, scoop down. I got to take a picture of this because it's a great illustration of that in order to go forward, you're literally building forward then. Like you're building your future. You're, you're building your life. You're building your foundation. You're, you're building. And so when I looked at that, um, knowing the backstory of it um, is that Angie Ritchie, who was the, the president of Life Pacific University, both in California and Virginia, um, what a major difference she has made. Uh, she's made a difference because when I went there a couple of years ago and when I came today for my daughter to walk through it and to pray and make a decision, here's what I concluded. I can see a difference. I can see a difference now. So my image that I had previous and what my mind was looking at now changed. Why? Because I saw something that says build forward and it created this doorway that got access to my mind. And every time I walked, I thought about it. It was building my faith and I was seeing vision. I was seeing direction. Come on. So when I talk about to go forward, what I'm telling you is this, that there's a couple of things that you must have. Write this down. The first thing is this. For you to go forward, you must first understand, write this down, the eyes of the heart. You have to understand that. Paul writes in Ephesians, he says, I pray that your eyes, your eyes, the eyes of your heart, that it will be open, that you get illumination. That's a good word right there. That it's a biblical word. That the eyes of your heart means that you speak from a place, not just inspiration, come on, but you speak from a place of illumination. So you're inspired, yes, but secular people can be inspired. So we're not talking about Shakespeare's knowledge. We're talking about the word of God that brings inspired. God breathed. And so because God is breathing into you, you're not illuminated. The light comes on and because light is necessary to see. Oh, God. So the part of the reason why we're not seeing God is we're not being illuminated. Why? Because we have no hope. We're without direction. <laughs> so the eyes of the heart, when you see God, he gives you hope. Hope of what? You're calling. You being called out of Egypt. You going forward. Remember when we used to actually do this? Hey, who wants to give their heart to the Lord? People would leave their seats and come forward. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> but that was you going forward. Why? Because the Holy Spirit from the preach word not only inspired you, God breathed and illuminated the word. And you're like, I never seen it like that before. And you left your seat and you didn't care who was looking at you. Because you saw Jesus. Can you imagine a worship service at the size of our ministry if we didn't care who was looking at us, but we just wanted to see Jesus? You would say, Pastor, come on, let's do worship for two hours because I'm seeing Jesus and my circumstances are changing. I'm getting illuminated by the word of God. I'm being inspired. God is breathing in my life. And you can't live without breathing in the natural. How much more spiritual? So the eyes of our heart, for you to go forward, the first thing you have to understand is this. I live based on illumination. That's the power of vision, that I realize that what my mind is fixated on, what my eyes are looking at, images are being created. And so I have to then live a life of illumination. Why? So that I don't be deceived by the enemy and his tricks. 
They'll tell you at the gathering place, stop being deceived. We have the word of God. And the enemy loves to do that. So the eyes of the heart, the first thing. It also says, and I quote, vision plays an essential role in life. Watch this now. This is so good. I had to write this down. Choices are made as eyes work with the mind affecting what we do. Where we walk and at what pace. Looking through a crowd to recognize a friend. What food to eat. Which book to read. Just to mention a few things that our eyes do. Each of these activities is accomplished through the joint effort of the eyes and the brain, the mind. Then Jesus says, when you love the Lord God, love with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your what? Mind. And with all your strength. And so for us to go forward, the first thing is this, because I don't want it to be the devil who's calling me, right? I don't want that. I want to make sure it's God who's calling me. So for me to go forward in any activity, whatever that is, a business idea, I want to go forward because God has illuminated that before me, right? Or whatever the thing is, whatever the personal thing that you're facing right now that you have to make a decision because you're a disciple and you need direction, the first step is this. God, open my eyes so I can see your heart. Open my eyes because what I'm looking at can be deceiving. So I I want to see you. I want to see you. Someone say, I want to see Jesus. And so in saying that, here's what you're saying. I want to see God's vision of who he is. Listen, anytime God reveals himself through vision, it always starts. Someone says it always. Always starts with who he is. Not with you. Not with you. It's not about us. It's about God. The only reason why we can say, oh, my goodness, God loves me. He's because God loves us. And so the first thing when things are illuminated, the first thing you want to look for is, is do you see God? Do you see Jesus in this? Look into the scriptures. I know it takes time, but be intentional. Stop being such a rush. This microwave rush society that we live in, that's Instagram, come on, Facebook, all the time we want to connect. It is ruining our lives. We are so gravitated to these instant things that we can't wait on the Lord to say, I'm not moving. Until he opens the eyes of my heart. Your heart is precious. Stop giving your heart away with just one, one eye bash. Your heart is precious. We have young people giving their hearts away to the enemy because of the lies of the enemy because it looks good. But it's not God. It's not God. And so they have to see who God is. Ask your kids, who is God to you? And they say, who's your God? That's a different question. They got plenty. The question, who is God to you? What do you, how do you see God? That's the question. And so if we don't, if we don't address that, we can't go forward. So the first thing is this, the eyes of the heart. Why? Because each activity is accomplished through joint effort of the eyes and the brain. And so that's natural. But spiritually, Spiritual must understand is this. We have to understand perspective. We have to understand that there's things that's happening around us. I made mention to you as well of what's going on in the media. Listen, this is one of my pet peeves. I don't preach the word of God based on what's happening in the world. I don't stop doing because something happened in the world. We stop and we preach about it. That's a culture driven, trying to be relevant. And God's like, if you want to do that, you're preaching based on what you're looking at. You're not preaching based on what I'm showing you, oh God. And because we don't want to step out, go forward, and be separate from the world, 
We tend to stay stagnant in the world so we get the word we're relevant. Jesus was relatable. (laughs) Not relevant. He mashed everything up. He threw over the table. But he was relatable. And you, because you have vision, you are relatable now. Come on. You're relatable. And that's because you look at things and you realize that I can't just look when the natural. I have to see things. Someone say spiritual. So to go forward is the eyes of my heart are open. So the first thing, first things to go forward is this. Ready for this? The eyes directed towards a noble purpose will be clear and true. So the eyes directed, I'm quoting now, towards a noble purpose will be clear and true. So what's the purpose? I want to see who God is. So my eyes are open. What do I want to do? I want to see who God is. I want to see who God is in my life. I want to see God is in my children. I want to see God in my business. There is a revelation right there. We've got business owners in our church. Praise God. And I'm here to encourage you that prosperity is found in Jesus. I don't care what the inflation. I don't care what the economy. I don't care what the gas prices go to. You will prosper. Why? Because you see Jesus. Don't you run back to the culture. We just heard a testimony of how the store became the first million-dollar store. Why? Because a believer with a kingdom mindset walked in and says, I'm here. This place has to prosper. The Bible, oh, my God. The Bible said that Potiphar prospered because of Joseph. Oh, my goodness. Feeling this thing. Praise God. So when someone says, are you going to go forward? He says, yeah, because I see the purpose. I see the purpose. It's clear. And it's true. It's called true vision. I see God. I see his purpose. For, it's in this order. I want you to get this. It's in this order. It's I see God who he is and his purpose for my life. Not the plans yet. Not the plans yet. I see God's purpose for my life. And what is that? To be like Jesus. So when I see who God is, the purpose for my life is to be like Jesus. Because he walked on the earth to show us here's how you're supposed to live. With direction. With vision. With clarity. With truth. Here's how you parent. Here's how you start a business. Here's how you do everything. So the purpose of my life is to be like Jesus. So guess what? So, so God gives me a vision of who he is, and he says, what's the purpose for your life? For you to become like Jesus. Okay. Because Jesus lived on earth as man, and he was God. And so I'm living in this, not tension, I'm living in this reality. The tension is not living on heaven, on earth. The tension is the culture around that's want to make you just live in the flesh. Because when they saw what Jesus was doing, Pastor Blaine, Minister Blaine, they said, we want to make you king. And he's like, no, 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 no. The tension is not because I have access to heaven. The tension is you want to make me look like something I'm not. Oh, God. And so the world wants to make the church look a certain way to get affirmation, to get praise. And we have to say, no, don't you see Jesus? Don't you see Jesus high and lifted up? We're entering into Easter, Resurrection Weekend. And again, when you look at the cross to the Greeks, it was foolishness. And to the uh, Jews people, it was a stumbling block. When they looked at the cross, they're like, it doesn't make sense to me, but it makes sense until it makes sense. Come on. Why? Because you understand that you have purpose and then you have a plan for your life. And so I want to encourage you this month or this week or sometime in your life, if you want direction, look up and say, man, who, who is God? I didn't see how many gods you have. I said, who is God? Who is he? 
Not my bias, what the Bible says about God. Not the events, but what the Bible says about God. Not just the pain, because I'm going to show you 400 years of slavery in sin and what it did to them. His mercy, he says, in a strong hand, I brought you out. 400 years of being in a culture of devastation has an effect on people. And there's people probably in this room watching online, in this community, in the city where you live, that feels like that. And when they look around, they're not seeing God. They're asking, where is God? And so you got to be like Jesus who revealed the Father. Come on. you got to be like Jesus. And now you sit down with people and say, now what's the plan for your life? That's when you now need a pastor. And so a lot of times we begin by saying, here's what God told me. Awesome. Does it make you conform to Jesus? I don't know about that, but here's what God told me. Ah, that's a lie. (laughs) Can I teach this truth? Come on. Come on. You got to be intentional. You can't just run this thing. No. Listen, listen. You can't be deceived because there's people still in bondage who are deceived. There are people who still believe the earth is flat. I'm serious. They will convince you it's flat. With all the evidence, they're going to tell you, but it's flat. Let me shift it. When people add their emotions to something, whether it's true or not, it's more believable. So there's a lot of things the culture of the church has embraced because it was emotional. Didn't make us look good. Oh, God. Because we weren't showing them God. If we show them God, they would see their sin and repent. Come on. But we want it to look good. So keep living the way you're living. Because we don't look bad. And what I'm here to teach you is this. For us to go forward. For us to be able to understand the eyes of the heart. So the prayer for everyone in this room. And myself included. Those watching online. And everyone you invite. When we get together. What is your prayer as you're worshiping? God open their eyes. That may see you and see Jesus. Not condemn it. Let them see Jesus. Not me, because I'm quick to judge, because I look at things. Oh, my God. But let them see Jesus in me so I can see the work you're doing in them, God. And as a matter, as long as they're breathing, God, you're doing a work inside of them. And so I don't want to look at their faults. I want to see Jesus working inside of them. Oh, my goodness. I'm good off my nose. I got to share this. One of the most difficult responsibilities I've I've come to a conclusion is, is parenting a child. Now, I'm not kidding you. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding you at all. Oh, let me not say that, Lord. That's probably rated I was about to say, so I can't say that. But, but um, um, being a parent is difficult. It really is. And so in, in our, uh, the last Wednesday of the month, we're going to talk about, uh, write the vision. We talk about being a visionary. And to be a parent, you have to be a visionary. Ooh, that's a word right there. Because the book of Acts gave us a promise. In the last days, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream, dream. So there is a promise from God as a parent. Ephesians also says that they honor the parents. They will live long in the land. So there is biblical precedent for how we're supposed to see God in our parenting. But church, here's the problem. Because we want to look good and not see God. 
the way we've parented has caused our kids to still be in bondage. Watch this. Watch this now. The Bible says that the Lord said to Moses, and the Bible said in the book of Hebrews, it talks about parenting made it into the hall of faith. It said Moses, watch this now, when he was born, his parents saw he was a beautiful child. Oh, God. They didn't look at the condition where the king said, don't you have a male child because we'll kill that child. They said it was a beautiful child. And because the child was beautiful, they denied the king's decree and edict. Can I teach this thing like I'm telling you? He says, as a parent, when you look at your child, you see God's work in them that you tell the culture you can't have them. Oh, God. Because this child is beautiful. So if you don't correct your child and let the culture come in, you're telling your child you're ugly. But see, parenting doesn't look good. (laughs) And so what do we do? We just give in. And we allow the culture to call them worthless because that's what the Bible says. Why am I bringing this up, bro? Because I'm here to tell you that the culture is on a massive, massive demonic assignment. To destroy everything in this path. And as parents, we got to push back. And say, no, not my child. Oh, my goodness. Not my child. And so if your child right now is not what it looks like serving God, see God at work in them. Come on. See God at work in them. And you tell them what I see is God doing a work in you. You may look right now like you have things under control. You may look right now like it's your choice. You may look right now, but I'm telling you that I see God doing a work inside of you. And before you die, you will fulfill the purpose of God for your life. Why? Because the eyes of my heart is open. I can see what God is doing. And I refuse to allow the culture to dictate to me how I raise my kids. Because the Bible gave me a promise. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. Preacher, is that a guarantee? It's a guarantee that you're doing what God called you to do. And you live the rest of God. Don't the devil lie to you like, oh, my gosh. And it's never too late, by the way. It's never too late to call that adult and say, I know. I know it's been a minute. But I want to remind you, I see God in you at work. Ooh. And then hang up the phone or text them. You know what I mean? And be done with it. So to go forward means the eyes directed. Let's go on. So to go forward also is where vision meets opportunity. I want you to put the next picture up, please, as I already. So go forward is this. So first, the eyes directed towards a noble purpose with clear, with, will, uh, will be clear and true. The second thing is this. God's vision is where uh, opportunity, excuse me. Go forward is where vision meets opportunity. And so if we have that picture. So here I am in, in warm, hot Arizona. Praise God. Amen. And um, it, was, it was amazing. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in a vehicle, and, and we're riding. And, um, you know, this person was there, and we're, we're sharing the gospel with this individual and just having a great time. And, and they, they got their tires changed. And I said, well, did they align them? And she goes, I don't, I'm not sure. And so I, in the glove compartment, I looked, and I realized the address was called Vision Way. I said, What? I said, it's called what? Vision Way. I'm like, hey. And I said, the church is on Opportunity Way. 
He goes, they meet. I said, what you talking about? I said, opportunity meets vision. Vision means opportunity. I'm like, you better drive. Listen, if I'm helping, you better drive this Mercedes Benz right to that corner. And she said to me, why? I said, because I'm a preacher. And God gives me images. And what I saw, come on. Oof. What I saw to bring back to the gathering place. Oh, my God. In Arizona. Helping somebody out. Come on. Open up the glove compartment. Saw vision. And God's like, I've been speaking to you about this preacher. Now get to opportunity. And when you go forward, you are demonstrating to people who are seeing God that you understand vision means opportunity. And in that corner, you will always find a leader. You'll find a parent. You'll find a business owner. You will find a believer. Here it is right there. Wherever vision meets opportunity, you will always find a believer, a disciple who can give direction. And so I went to the church and I'm like, God sent me here not to give you fresh revelation, but to remind you that your church is on opportunity way. So keep seeing God, and you'll get right where you need to go. How many right now need to find your way to vision opportunity? It won't happen if you stay stagnant, stuck, or settle. People who stay stuck never get to the corner of vision opportunity. People who are stagnant, they never get there. People who never get there, they don't see the victory. So to go forward requires you to understand this. The first thing is this, is to go forward... You have to see the eyes of the heart. The next thing is, you have to see how the eyes must be directed towards a noble purpose, which will be clear and true and go forward is where vision meets opportunity. And that's why, that's why when he came to me about going to Barnhart and East Center and I went there, I almost missed what God was doing because I was looking at it. I'm guilty. Your pastor's guilty of, of looking at things like, ah. Oh. And God brought me there and says, no, this is vision meets opportunity. And it's not some building campaign to have a big building to say, look what I've done. Oh, my God, that's so old. and ugh. It's about the land, people. It's about getting to the promised land. And the body of Christ, I believe prophetically, we have not gotten there yet. And here's the deal. On our watch, on our watch. Everybody has to go through the Red Sea. Everybody has to. Now, the promised land is conditional. But the Red Sea, you must go through it. Because that's where you see the victory to enter the promised land. I have more to share, but my time is out. But I want to set the stage for you is this. Where God has taken us as a ministry, don't look around and says, what in the world is going on? See God. See God in your own life. That when we enter into the promised land, I have no idea how God's going to do it. But I know he will. I know he will. Because where vision and opportunity meets, you find a believer who has direction. Business owner, 
get you vision and opportunity. Go forward so he can lead your employees in the greater purpose for their life. Parents, make your way. Fight through the lies and fight through all the things and get to vision and opportunity because there you find a believer. Whatever you have to do, the woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. And so she went forward where everybody else was just hanging around. She says, no, I see vision. I see Jesus. And she made her way to vision opportunity. And she touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole. Find your way to vision and opportunity. For there you find a believer. I began by saying we need direction, and I'm giving it to you as the Holy Spirit has given it to me. Because where we're going, where I'm leading you by the help of the Holy Spirit, is we're going to see the victory. We're going to see miracles take place in this place because it's in the Bible. We're going to see homes restored because it's in the Bible. We're going to see people, it's in the Bible. And my God, I look forward for the day to see the blind eyes open because it's in the Bible. So go forward. Go forward. Go forward is looking forward to seeing a better future. Go forward is looking forward to seeing a better future. My last scripture is Exodus 13, verse 14. Understand when God said, Go forward. He had all of this in his mind and vision when he said it. And so Exodus 13 verse 14 says, And when in time come, when in time to come, your sons ask you, What does this mean? You shall say to him, By a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of of slavery. Go forward is looking forward to seeing a better future because your kids are going to ask you, mom and dad, did you ever get to vision opportunity? Yes. Why? Because I'm looking forward. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm looking forward to seeing a better future. Egypt is not where we belong. No, 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 no. Where we belong is in the promise of God and we're going to get there. Why? Because we're going to go forward. Sit down with your children. Sit down with your employers. Sit down with yourself and tell yourself, go forward. The dreams that you have, the desires of your heart, the health of your soul, the health of your marriage, the health of your parenting, the health of your finance. Go forward is a prophetic word with power vision connected to it to say this. I'm looking forward to seeing a better future. Why do you still trust God when all things are breaking for? Because I'm looking forward to a better future. That's what it means to go forward. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Let me pray that we're going to sing and launch you out. We're going to see a victory. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for direction. I thank you for direction. I'm now empowered to, to, to talk to my employees. I'm, I'm now empowered 
uh, to speak to my children. I'm now empowered uh, to speak to myself, to speak to my husband, to speak to my wife. I'm now empowered um, to go forward. I can't stay stuck. I can't stay stagnant. And I can't stay settled because the culture will come after me if I stay stagnant, if I stay stuck, if I stay settled. The culture will eat me up. And so, God, thank you for giving us direction. And we will go forward. Let me leave you with this. Let me leave you with this final point. So I mentioned to you that in the eyes of the heart, the first requirement to go forward, I said to you to go forward means the eyes are directed towards a noble purpose, which will be clear and true. I said God's go forward is where vision meets opportunity. I said to go forward is looking forward to seeing a better future. And what I want to launch you out with is this. And this is where the challenge comes in because this is where we have to know God. To go forward is not taking the easy route, but the right route. Seeing God is not going to be easy. But seeing God is what's right. And so it's going to be easy to compromise. But when you do the right thing, you have direction. And so it said in Exodus 13, 17, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistine, although that was near. You've got to see God. Because here it is that they were saying, let's go the easy way. And God says, no, let's go the right way. Church, it's not going to be easy to push the culture back. We are going to be tempted to find a place that compromises the gospels for your comfort. But I'd rather be right before God than popular with the world. That's what you mean by going forward. I want to leave that with you. Going forward is not taking the easy route, but the right route, because God is leading us to where he wants us to be. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. If you're here this morning, perhaps online or even here, you're saying, Pastor Rowe, I, I, need, I, need, I need prayer that my eyes will open. I'm scared, Um, I'm timid, perhaps I just need direction. Um, I want to encourage you um, to make your way to this altar, because at an altar is where vision opportunity meets to be transformed. The eyes of your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, see your child walking in their destiny. See it. See it. See it, parents. Employers, see your business prospering. Don't look at the economy. Come on, don't, don't look at the economy. See God prosper in your business. My God. Mm-hmm. Need direction. 
who to marry. Come on. Don't look at your singleness. See God as your whole. Mm. My goodness. And then you get direction mm. for who to marry. So if you want to make your way to this altar, you can do that right now. Just ask God, God, give me direction. Let me see what you're doing. Do on behalf of your children. I just really sense that so strong. My God. Do you know a generation died in the wilderness? A generation died in the wilderness because of what a generation looked at and couldn't see what God was showing them. An entire generation, 40 years, died because we couldn't see Jesus. Father, have your way. Bless your people. Thank you for giving them direction. Thanks for giving us direction. And we're going to meet you at the corner of vision and opportunity. For there is where you want us to go forward. In Jesus' name, amen.